Honestly, a lot of times I'm worried that I seem corny. Yeah. Like I'm like, I think it's like corny to be like, I really like you. It's like, ugh, that sucks, that's, man. <laughs> that's part of the game. That's part. Know, that's part of the love is corny. I know. I know. It's so corny. But I need like you to be corny first. But first, a word from our sponsors. Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. Shout out to the gay gooners, the bi boomers, the monogamous millennials, and however Gen Z identifies. Don't at me. This is Billy Presida, and you are listening to the Man Whore Podcast. Hey, 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 welcome to the show if you're new. Welcome back if you're not. This week on the pod, I've got on fellow stand-up comedian Lizzie Cassidy talking about her oh, all-too-inappropriate older ex-boyfriend. Ooh. Uh, but, you know, before we get to that, so pleased to be able to say it again. Mm, feels so good. If, you know, you just don't know what you had till it's gone for two years. But we're back to saying it, people. Show dates. Show dates. Tonight, September 7th, if you're hearing this, folks, 9 p.m., I'm going to be doing some stand-up at Essence Bar over on Atlantic Avenue. Free comedy show. If you caught this in time, come on out. Uh, but then next week, next Friday, September 16th, that's the big show, folks. Naked Comedy Show. It's back. Andrea Allen and I are bringing it back to New York City. Naked Comedy at Hacienda. Ooh, Naked stand-up in an orgy mansion. I just thought that was a perfect place to do it. Now, I've been getting questions like, Billy, is the audience naked? Hey, monkeypox is still kind of a thing, so we're, we're, we're putting a pause on naked audience members for the time being. But yes, the comics will not be wearing clothes when we uh, do our little skits. Tickets are on sale, but they are moving fast, and that is no bullshit. We're well over 50% sold out already, so you're going to want to get your tickets quick. Uh, I got a link for you in the show notes. And if you have one of those weird podcast apps that don't actually let you click on the links in the show notes, look, I did my job. I put the links there. That's your app's problem. But if you can't click links in the show notes for some reason, go to my social media, my Twitter, my Instagram, click the link in the bio, and that'll the ticket link will be right there. Also, you know, I forgot to say this a couple weeks ago, I had a, uh, a an article featured on Mashable. Yeah, I wrote a piece uh, for Mashable on OnlyFans and body image and how slinging my nudes helped me uh, see myself as a sexier individual. So click on the link in the show notes again, if you're allowed to click on links in show notes. But uh, yeah, click the link in the show notes. Check out the article. It's pretty dope. And of course, if you want to check out those spicy nudes, hey, onlyfans.com slash call me Billy. But how am I doing? I, uh, I, went to, I went to a hacienda on Sunday. I went to the brunch party. Oh, had a great day. Had a great time. I, you know, I bought tickets for the, the last sex party, which was the previous weekend, and I skipped it because I was like, I'm not in the headspace for it. I'm not feeling super sexy. I'm missing my ex. Sometimes when you're not in the mood to go to the sex party, you don't go to the sex party. As Jefferson once said on this show, hey, there's always another bukkake. Don't have FOMO. So I took care of myself. I stayed in. I chilled out. But Sunday, I was, I was feeling good. 
I was in that mode. I was like, let's do this thing. The theme, it was a white theme. I don't really have white clothes that I can make sexy. So I just like, I have a really, really, really nice robe. <laughs> so I just put on a black jock strap underneath and threw, threw on some glitter and I threw on my robe. I took a scoot scoot down Bushwick Avenue. So I must have looked ridiculous scooting down Bushwick Avenue in flip flops and a big fucking white robe and a backpack screaming Grateful Dead tunes all at 31 hot miles per hour. Got to the party. You know, the glitter, guys, I got to reemphasize a little glitter goes a long fucking way. The amount of women who stop me and say, I love your glitter as a conversation starter tremendous start talking to this chick by the hot tub kind of normal stuff oh hey how long you been going here oh what do you do i suck a mean dick you know just normal orgy conversation we make out a little bit she you know she she grabbed my dick to make sure she approved she did i was like oh that's that's really nice to know and and then she let me know you know hey i uh I like being peed on. I'd already been drinking like five, six cups of water at that point. So I was like, I'm, I mean, I am well hydrated. She actually had to go ask one of the guardians at the party, like, hey, are we allowed to do water sports in the showers? And the guardian said, hmm, I don't know. I've never been asked that before. So kind of cool to hear that like we may or may not have been breaking some newish ground at Hacienda. I got to have a taste of this uh, mean dick-sucking skills she bragged about and then took her to the shower, gave the lady the piss she wanted, gave her the cum that I wanted to give her, and then, uh, you know, washed her in the shower, gave her a kiss, and then said, like, have a good rest of the party. Very, very casual. Not really any aftercare needed. She just had a big smile on her face, covered in, in piss and cum and sweat, and I was like, oh. You know, kind of sounds like an aristocrat's joke, but no, just a Sunday afternoon in Bushwick. And uh, I'm looking forward to being naked in that house again for the Naked Comedy Show. Before we get to this week's guest, let's do a quick fan whore appreciation moment. Okay, this is the part of the podcast where I like to give a shout out to a member of my fan whore community on Patreon. So this one goes out to... Mercy Coral. She had me screaming, mercy, mercy, mercy. And thank you for supporting the Man Whore Podcast on Patreon. I'm glad to see that you are uh, enjoying the peep show. Hey, nude pics, nude pics, nude pics. Come on, tell me what other podcast has like a private group chat sharing nudes with each other for like six years. That's a Man Whore Podcast original, I think. So if you want to join me and Mercy in the peep show, if you want to support the work that I'm doing with the Man Whore Podcast, if you want me to be able to keep bringing sex-positive comedy to the internet, become a member of my Patreon community. Become a member today for just $2 a month at patreon.com slash podcast. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash podcast. Or download the Patreon app. Find me on there. And now for this week's guest, Lizzie Cassidy. 
Lizzie runs a great monthly comedy show at Cobra Club with Andrea Allen. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, they run a great show at Cobra Club. It's the last Monday of every month. If you're in uh, New York City, if you're in Brooklyn, check it out. She's got a new podcast out about <laughs> near-death encounters. It's called Close Calls, available wherever you listen to the Man Whore podcast. We had a good time talking about blowjob skills and inappropriately older ex-boyfriends. I hope you all enjoy it. Let's go have a chat with Lizzie Cassidy. Now let's get to the show. We're still friends, so that's a non-issue. I can't always um, tell, by the way. That's that. This is why I ask. This I is think why I'm other intrigued. people can't tell because we're like so comfortable with what our relationship is that it's like we can make fun of each other. Okay, but I do. I can understand how that would look weird to other people. It does. Y'all shit each other at each other on the stage <laughs> yeah. on the regular, and yeah, I'm just yeah, like, yeah. is this is everything okay? Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> um, I think it's kind of fun, but I think it's I think it's fun for people to not know. Like to wonder about your dating life. I think that's kind of fun. You know, yeah. I think it's fun that people are like, what is going on here? Yeah. Not, I'm not going to say a bunch. I fucked up with some <laughs> comics. Um, and for the most part, all of them were cool about it and I was cool about it. And we just like hang out when we see each other. A few of them I was friends with before. So it was easy to be friends with them after. Really? Yeah. Cause some people, that's like the fear. For some folks is like if they're friends and they're right. like, should we hook up? Because we don't want to ruin the friendship because right. they don't think they can go back to being friends if it doesn't work out. Yeah, I think I just got lucky that each time it was like, for whatever reason, neither of us wanted to date each other. And it's not like they're people that I wouldn't date mm. or I'm someone that they wouldn't date. It was just like whatever we were doing, whatever parts of our lives yeah. we were in, we were like, oh, we could just fuck and that'll be fun. And like maybe we'll fuck a couple times. Um, and then, you know, we continue being friends and then the other comics i fucked up with who i wasn't friends with before because we're not friends i don't see them that often so it's kind of whatever like it's like mm. when i run into them we're friendly we say hello they're being they're good dudes about it yeah 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 i haven't so what you're saying is there are good dudes in comedy well Lizzie Cassidy let's not is go that far no 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 saying there are good dudes in comedy no 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 i just after last week's episode with andrea i just don't know them well <laughs> enough to know what's wrong with them yet that's all <laughs> Is that is that like not like weird? Like I I feel that way. This is why I have a hard time making yeah. male comedy friends because I'm like they're oh, all monsters. I don't know which one, right? It's like Anthony yeah. DeVito couldn't possibly be a monster. He's such a sweet boy, but like yeah. you know, we we get surprised from time to time. Yeah, also crazy name to throw out there. Definitely not a monster. Right. I haven't heard anything bad about the him. Nicest, ever. sweetest boy. But then the all nicest. of a sudden, like you'll hear something about like someone you think one way about, yep. and then it's a whole. That's that's what this whole reckoning has been. Well, yeah, I mean, it's like. I'm, I I think he's top of mind because I'm on a show with him tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah. And, I was and saying, he is, like, oh, he's and hilarious. he is, has always been the nicest, funniest guy. Um, <laughs> I think it's like. I don't want to be that person that's like comedy is an island of broken toys because I don't think that's fucking true at all. But I do think that like comedy attracts men who want to be perceived like they want to control the way that they're perceived. Mm -hmm. They want to be uh, like in charge of a room. They want to have a one sided conversation. So, of course, they're going to be bad lays. Like, what are you talking about? They're like egomaniacs who don't know how to actually hold a conversation with a woman. Of course, they're not going to fuck you the way you want. But like. We do it, you know, like, we're like he's funny. 
Well, I think I do it because I don't do any, like I, I literally don't do anything else. Mm. Like whenever I'm like on a dating app and somebody's like, so what do you do for fun outside of comedy? It's like, that's a hilarious question. When I'm not booked on a show, I'm hanging out at a show hoping someone's late, you know, so I can go <laughs> up. Like it's my whole life. It's my whole social life. So I fuck comics because that's who I know. Like that's the world that I'm in. I, and I'm, now that I'm sober, especially, I'm not going to go to a bar if there isn't a comedy show there. When I hear people like say that they fuck people that like are also end up kind of being shitty people, I go like, then why do it? And there's just such this like attitude of, eh, you know, and yeah. to me, I feel like there's an abundance of like decent women, human beings in this city. Well, duh, women are better. but uh, <laughs> so, so like, I don't feel that same scarcity mindset. So it's like, do you yeah. feel like you're just you have to go like, who is the least shitty? I think comics are good at pretending they're not shitty. I think they're okay. good at like, like I said, like controlling how people perceive them. They're charismatic, you know, mm. they know how to talk to people. They know how to get people to like them. Wait, I'm supposed to know that? How to do that? <laughs> Fuck. Okay. Add it to the list. Right? Okay, <laughs> we'll figure cool. It out. Because like, I'm I don't think, <laughs> I don't think I can do it. I, I think I'm like, I'm like, why are these people laughing? I'm crazy unlikable up here. But half, half of my text to Andrew is like, yeah, does Lizzie like me? I, I feel like <laughs> Dude, she doesn't people, like me. <laughs> people ask that about me all the time. It's crazy. It's like the I think once a week someone comes up to me and either asks me if I do hate them or tells me that for the longest time they thought I hated them. Okay. And I don't know what I'm putting out there. I think like I come off very cunty and it's I, I have anxiety. Okay. Like It's like I don't I'm not talking to you because I'm in I'm like in my own head freaking out. It's not because I don't uh. like it, you know, and I'm like. But I'm a girl, so instead of giving me the grace of being like, maybe she's in a bad mood, people are like, oh, she must fucking hate me. See, to uh, me, I think it's more like bec I handle the same anxiety externally, so yeah. I am running my mouth right. with the anxiety, and you're just like, I'm just going to let it bounce around in the noggin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I also am like, I'm not a very like emotionally open person. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not very touchy-feely. I have trouble giving and receiving compliments and stuff like that. So I think that because of that, people also think that I'm bitchy because I know so many, especially women in comedy who will like come up to me and like hug me as hard as they, they can. And like talk about how great it is to see me. And like, like how, how they thought of it. This thing made me them think of me the other day or what. And it's like, I feel the same way about them, but I don't express my feelings that way. Uh -huh. So then I think they think that I'm like cold and bitchy. I'm just not, the type of person who's like oh my god i love you so much it's so good to see you. i'm like oh like hey it's hi i'm happy you're here if that you know <laughs> how does that come out in your dating life Ugh. i think dating people who are who have worked on themselves is good for me mm -hmm. because they're more comfortable doing it and then i can like follow their lead like so? if if I'm dating someone who's able to be like, hey, I really like you and I'm not really interested in pretending I don't so that you think I'm cool, then I can be like, oh, I really like you too. I'm glad you said that. Mm. But if they don't do that, then sometimes it's hard for me to like get the fortitude together to do that. What do you get worried about if you were to express that uh, first? Honestly, a lot of times I'm worried that I seem corny. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I think it's like corny to be like, I really like you. It's like, ugh, that sucks, that's, man. <laughs> that's part of the game. That's part, know, that's part of the love is corny. I know. I know it's so that's corny, awesome. but I need like you to be corny first, mm. you know, before I am. Cause it's also like, I just find it embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, no condescension attached, but like you're, you're young, like you're I 25 am, yeah. and 
I, I wonder, did you did you used to be corny about liking somebody? Nope. Did you ever? I never have been. I've always been like, uh, I've been. I used to be worse in the other way. I used to be like very much like whatever, nothing bothers me. Uh-huh. I'm fucking, and I'm not like that anymore. Even if I still struggle to tell someone that I like them or whatever, I am better at being like, oh, that thing you did bothered me, and I'm not gonna fuck with you anymore because of it. Yeah. But I used to be like, I wouldn't say anything one way or the other. Mm-hmm. It was like whatever. Whatever you're saying, I'll just go along with because I'm easygoing and fun and cool. And now I'm like, all right, I figured out how to be bitchy, but now I'm figuring out how to also be nice. What, <laughs> would you tell your mom you loved her when you were five and she left? <laughs> like, what happened? I don't know. It's weird. I had good parents. I don't know what I, I mean. I'm Irish Catholic, okay. which is the cliche is like, we don't fucking talk about our feelings ever. My joke was always like, my family would say, I, I love you, but. Like uh-huh. it would the times we would say I love you to each other would be like, I love you, but can you please clean your room or like, I love you, but can you please not do that in public or whatever the thing is? So maybe that's maybe that plays into it. A not little just bit. Uh, hey, I love you. Uh, only if you were like about to get on a plane. I'm not saying this in like a, I'm not like other girls way, but a lot of my friends growing up were boys. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of it, too. I feel like my dad was a stay at home dad. My mom worked. My brother had friends who were boys who were always at our house. So I feel like. I also was kind of like socialized like a boy a little mm-hmm. bit. And that made me a little more like standoffish and like hardened. Doesn't it suck that like we connotate that with like, well, that's like being like the boys. Oh, totally. Because I don't think one thing is inherently masculine or inherently feminine. Yeah. But I do think that we get these things put on us that are like girls act like this and boys act like that. And I definitely got a lot of girls are supposed to act like this. But there's a difference between what how people are acting towards you and how people are telling you how to act so like people were telling me to act like a girl but everybody around me was acting like how boys were told to act so that was the the like and my mom is like a very empowered she worked while my dad said like those are like traditionally masculine my mom's like a tough broad you know like so it wasn't like there weren't a lot of people around being like girly and soft and feminine that was never really a part of my life uh-huh. growing up so i think it's like i think yeah i think telling someone i like them feels too soft <laughs> Aww, i'm like soft. i'm tough dude leave me alone shut up i also i'm like sober for the first time in a long time uh-huh. and i think i'm like for the last year i've been like do i like this person or do i like dopamine or mm. like do i like that uh, they check all these imaginary boxes, but I don't actually have fun when I'm around them. So it's also, I think, hard for me to say because I want to be sure. And like, it takes a lot for me to be sure that I like somebody. Yeah. So now that you've uh, been doing sober life, mm-hmm. how's how's the dating been different for you? Um, what are you noticing? <laughs> it's, I think dating is better and casual sex is worse. Probably. How so? Well, what am I going to get a cup of coffee with you and then go fuck you at three in the afternoon? Like, I mean, it's sometimes. I know, it's, but like. That, those are fun. Yeah, but sometimes, but they're not. No? <laughs> like, often they're not fun. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't like care enough to have casual sex. Like if I meet somebody at a bar yeah. now and it's like two in the morning and they asked me to go home with them. It's like, yeah, you're kind of drunk and I'm not. And I don't want to fuck it. This sounds like a nightmare. But that's part. And correct me if I'm wrong. Is that more to do with like this probably won't be good in these circumstances? Yeah. yeah yes. Right. So it's like, I'll give you my phone number. 
you yeah. know, but I'm not going to go home with you. Yeah. Right let's, like, let's, let's start off with your best work. Mm-hmm. You think you're doing your best work drunk at tour last night at Cobra. Some chick like comes up to me. You want to fuck in the bathroom? And I was like, no, I've been last drinking. Last night at Cobra, someone said that to you? Yeah. Some someone like, we know? No. So some like oh. random older lady who was like, she's like, you want to fuck in the bathroom? And I was like, I'll eat you out in the bathroom. Yeah. But like, I don't think I want, I don't have a condom and I'm also not going to, I don't think yeah. I'm going to do great work right now. And I, right. prefer, if I'm going to do it, let's do it well. She also turned that down. She's like, Ugh, I want penetration. I was like, I'll, I'm not a monster. I'll put fingers in you too. <laughs> of but course. Yeah. I'm not, not going to fuck you in the, without a condom in the bathroom. Yeah. Just me and you. Yeah. I think, um, I also think that sex is like, more vulnerable now that I'm sober, you know, and you know, I have a problem with vulnerability. Uh, It takes a little more for me to want, I like truly want to fuck someone. Mm -hmm. Like when I was drunk at a bar and somebody, I was flirting with somebody, it's like, oh, I, I actually, I want to fuck this person tonight. And now it's like, I don't know. I'm still not sure. Like maybe we went on one date and it was a little weird. Like I could get there, but maybe not yet. Like it's a little more like, I'm like more in tune with how I feel. Oh, how dare so you! So I can't like shut that off. So you, but you still no, will fucks with casual sex, if it's good. I would theoretically, I would, but <laughs> I like, have this theory of good casual sex. Yeah, exactly. It sounds great on paper. Exactly. Yeah, it's like I don't know. Yes, but whatever. <laughs> I I also think like I'm not. I'm not like super interested in it. Like okay. I'm more interested in like me. Ugh. This is one of the things I hate saying. I'm more interested in like meeting someone I have a connection with oh, than that. getting railed. You know, like Aww. I know. Lizzie, that was it a sucks. wonderfully emotionally mature sentence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I came know. out your I'm mouth. in therapy. Recorded for posterity. <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> Everyone's gonna know I'm not tough. No. I know. I know. I know. No, I just want people want to fuck a tough broad. <laughs> I also am like, like my mom. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I also am like trying to be more like oh i want to like someone before i fuck them which is what i'm doing now is like the scary thing is when you do like someone and you haven't fucked them and you're like what if this is just the worst or like they're into something that i'm just so like i can't get into or whatever Mm. it is like that that's something that lately i've been like oh man this this could fucking send this whole thing up in flames i get that way like if i'm on a like a first date and it's going really well but we haven't kissed yet because if like, there's a lot we can work with, but if the kissing doesn't click. It's huge. Yeah. What are we going to do? It could, yeah, that's such a, that's such a bummer when the kissing is bad because you're like, this is it. This yeah. is the whole thing. You've been doing that, you're doing that joke. I don't know how new it is or not about the idea of like not fucking on the first date. Yeah. And you're like, ah, oh, I gotta, I gotta give a lot of blowjobs now. Yeah. I say, like, boy, do I have to suck a lot of cock. Um, <laughs> because I wasn't fucking on the first date as much, I did realize that I was like blowing guys before I was fucking them. Like, to completion which i haven't done since high school because it's like why would i i don't know it was kind of fun to be like oh i'm still good at this you know <laughs> like you still got it oh yeah 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 i, I wasn't sure if i did and i was like oh yeah yeah i'm, I'm still because like i i always thought i was better at it when i was drunk because uh-huh. i was like i'll just go for it you know uh turns out I'll still just go for it and I'm not going to throw up. So that's pretty, that's pretty cool. That's good. Yeah. Definitely a positive experience Definitely when they positive. don't, when they don't barf yeah. on you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I <laughs> wouldn't throw up on them. That has happened, but not regularly. Well, sometimes I have to remind myself to do the thing that's like, this is working. So just keep doing this, like keep it up uh-huh. and don't, cause I'll switch it up too quickly sometimes because I'm so like, ADD and like all over the place. I'm like, now I'll do that. And then I'll, and it's like, no, this is good and it feels good and they like it. So just keep 
doing this because it's working. Like that's like a complaint I hear so much that women have about like a guy will be doing something and they'll say that they're about to come and that makes him switch it up. And it's like I, w- I was no, no, no. right there uh, and you stopped, oh, you know, you slowed down. You or, thought- you, or you went faster or you were like, right. oh, you're about to come. I'll shove my fingers inside of you. And it's like, why would you change it that drastically when I just said that? How yeah. um, how do you know when a guy is into a move and versus not into a move? Well, I do like when guys make noise, at least. Uh, that's huge. I, f- I hate fucking a dude who doesn't make any noise. It's like, it makes me feel so self-conscious, you know? Big um, complaint I see on Reddit. Women just being like, fucking moan. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think to a lot of dudes is them being vulnerable. And Yeah, no, I do think that. And I think that they think it's like gay. <laughs> but like, what? What? What's gay about expressing how much you like what a woman's doing to you? That's crazy. Not to brag. Uh, <laughs> I've like been giving a guy head and had him be like what the fuck that's oh my god like not in a positive way like i the last guy that i blew to completion it took like (laughs) two minutes and afterwards he was like holy shit that's not fair fellas are you listening okay take these notes down yeah take them home don't be a stiff silent rock hard no be bored be fun be be fun. fun Be a fun lay, you yeah. know? At least give me a story. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not going to make me come, at least give me a story. Give That's you something for the stage. Yeah. The older boyfriend in high school, yeah. like, do you know that that's like a big red flag at the time? And you're just like, no. I'm doing this anyway. Or No, I thought it was cool. You thought it was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, you know, when you're like a teenager and some guy who has an apartment and a car and drugs, uh, <laughs> like likes you and wants you to be his girlfriend you're like and tells you you're mature for your age you know you're like i must be all of those things must be true like uh you want them to be true because that's why they do it because you're a kid you don't know how shitty that is you know and you want them to be true and like every i'm sure everybody knows the feeling of being in high school and being like desperate to be an adult and like not have not have to like live under your parents rules and shit like that so it's like Every time you hang out with that person, you get to feel that way. Like, you get to feel like you're that person. So I thought it was cool at the time. I was like, I loved it. Now, I know how fucked up it is, and I know how bad it is. But yeah, I was like, I'm special, you know? Like, guys guys in high school don't get me, but this guy does, because I'm, like, different and special. Like, that kind of thing. Yeah. And obviously, the guys your age aren't making you feel special and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, guys in my high school weren't really into me. Like, I was kind of a weirdo, like... Not in any crazy way, but I was like, I hung out with like the burnout kids who like doing drugs. Like, and I went to like a preppy rich kid high school. So, like, they like doing drugs, but in a different way. Most of my friends didn't go to my school and like were a lot of them were older. And like, we would, you know, I would go to like some shitty music festival instead of prom. Like, I wasn't like really interesting to those guys. So then when some older guy thought I was, that was like, oh my God, like, Oh, it, I haven't been the problem the whole time. These guys don't get me. They're you know? losers. Yeah. I'm way cooler than they yeah. know. And now it's like, what's more? Who's more of a loser than the guy dating a girl in high school? That's <laughs> fucking nuts. I always thought his friends didn't like me. And yeah. now I'm the oldest he was when we dated. I'm 25. And I'm like, oh, yeah, if I brought a high school senior to a party, my friends would also act weird. 
because yeah. that's a terrible thing to do. So you don't think they didn't like you? They just were aware that she shouldn't be here. I think they just realized their friend was a loser for the first time. Like I think they were, and like a bad guy. Yeah. Like I, yeah, I think they were like, this is like fucked up. How long was that relationship? It was like on and off a few years. But like a few years and how many of those years were underage? All of them. I mean, I was Wait. technically 18 when we broke up. But So what, like like 15, 18 or some shit like uh, that? I had just turned 16. We broke up right after I turned 18. Oh. Yeah, it's gross. And, it's and that means that he was like 23 to 25. Yeah. Did the fr- Have you talked to any of the fr- his friends since no, then? No, 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 no. I, I mean, I wouldn't even know how to sure. and i didn't see them often you know when yeah. you're like when you have some child bride you don't bring her around a lot but <laughs> i'm sure that at the time i was like you're embarrassed of me and so you like did it a couple times to like keep me right from you know being able to say anything to and then when he placates you he knows that like this is gonna look bad yeah well i think at first he probably had me lie about like where i went to school or whatever okay and maybe maybe he always had me lie. I don't really remember. And they probably just knew that I was lying because I was clearly a 16-year-old. You know? Ugh, yeah, it's gross. Oh. It's, it's real icky. How did you get out of that? He broke up with me. <sighs> he cheated on and broke up with me. And thank God. Because <laughs> I wouldn't have done it. I didn't know. You know, it's also like, I think for most people, the first relationship you're in even when it goes badly, you're like enchanted by the idea of them. So I probably wouldn't have done it at least for a while. I knew there was definitely an inkling that he was like a bad guy because mm. he was like mean to me, but there wasn't any, I always thought he knew better than I did. You know, like I always thought he knew more than I did. I thought he had like a better idea of like how a relationship should be and what was normal. Cause he did. Because he had dated people before and I hadn't. Mm. So I I didn't really, I couldn't really figure out that he was a loser until I got older. Mm. You know, he had all the things I wanted. I wanted to live by myself and be independent and, you know, have a big kid job. And he had all those things. So I big thought he was, job. I thought he was cool. When did you realize he was a fucking loser? <laughs> Pretty much like immediately. I mean, like, okay. not immediately, but like once I got over it and like went to, college and started dating other people i was like oh yeah even like at 19 years old in college i was like i would never fuck somebody in high school that's insane yeah and i think that's when probably when i realized Mm -hmm. and then uh and then you were like i need to fuck losers my own age well i still fuck losers who are a lot older than me but uh, (laughs) closer you know i've i my friends make fun of me a lot because i have always had a I've always happened to end up with guys who are a lot older than me. And what do you think that's about? I'm going to sound like an asshole here, but I do think I'm more mature than most people my age because only because other people tell me all the time. I don't feel that way. (laughs) I feel like a 12 year old kid who's still figuring it out. But most of my friends are older than me. Most of my friends are like 10 years older than me. And they're like shocked that I whenever I tell people how old I am, they're surprised by it. It is hard for me to date a guy who's my age because... Because I'm so young, so often they haven't experienced so much of real life. Mm. Like they've always been living with their parents and then in college and now they have their first job and they've never had to like figure something out by themselves before. You know, like they've never had to like, they've never 
had to deal with something hard alone or like anything like that. And it's like, I just don't feel like I can relate to you. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't feel like you understand me. I don't feel like I understand you. And because of that, I, I'm not having fun. You know, I like, I like people who are older than me and I like people who have been not in a way of like, I, I, I'm not saying that someone has to have been through something terrible for me to like them at all. But I do like people who understand like trauma and have been to therapy or like are working on them. I like people who are like cognizant of the fact that difficult things happen in life. I have ways to deal with them and this is what I do and like blah, blah, blah. Like Mm. I like people who have done that sort of introspective work. So it doesn't have to, it's not like some sort of like kind of like a daddy type of thing for you. It's just not, it's quite the opposite. It feels like they're more on your level. Yeah, well, you're I, on theirs. I kind of I hate the like I, I'm I'm not like into the fact that they're older. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like I just get along with this person who happens to be older. Like, Do you wish you could get along the same way with someone closer to your age? Um, not I, I don't really care enough to mm. I, I like I don't I'm not into it, but I don't hate it, you know, so it's kind of fine. I think it'd be nice, I guess, if I could get along with somebody my age, but it's also like now, I don't know. Now I'm kind of dating a guy who's only six years older than me. That's pretty good for me. That's that's, that's an improvement. There yeah. you go. So I'm like, okay, I found, you know, you, you'll, there are people. I guess I don't wish I was more into guys my age because I, I don't want more people to have to go through the shit I went through when I was so young uh-huh. to get there. So it's like, do you really I'm, think they I'm have to go through those things to like, to um, be able to be a mature adult who's trying to, you know, improve himself. I'm not saying they're like yeah. in abundance in the age category. Right. No, I don't think you have to, but I think it speeds the process up a little bit. Okay. I think if bad things happen to you when you were young, and this is not the case for everyone, bad things have happened to, but I do think it makes you a little bit more like, I don't want to do bad things to other people. I have a greater sense of empathy. I understand the world in a different way. And I think that I relate to those people more and I appreciate them more. And I don't want I don't want that to happen to more people, Mm. you know, like I don't want more people to be like high school was horrible and therefore I'm more mature. Like it's like, no, I'm glad that you're 25 and stupid. I'm I'm so glad that you don't know what could happen to you because like it hasn't. And maybe you'll be that way forever. And that's great. And you're like a puppy. But I'm (laughs) I can't be I can't be in a relationship with a puppy. I I did. So I used to hook up with a lot of older women when I was like in college in my mm-hmm. early 20s and like women in their, you know, late 20s and 30s and shit. And I did sometimes feel like I was a puppy. Yeah. It did sometimes feel like mm, that's adorable, little funny boy. And yeah, then, yeah. You know, and then they pet my head and then they shove my head back down. <laughs> Good for you. Find a girl as a puppy and be puppies together. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm not. Yeah. So I, I don't get to be. So I don't I don't want to date somebody who is. I don't know. I also think that. My, uh, like my desire to do crazy shit has Mm. lowered because it's like when you're drinking and doing drugs all the time, the highs are so high and the lows are so low Mm. that like you'll seek out craziness because it's like, well, the drugs aren't really working like they used to. Uh, I felt like shit all day because I was hungover coming down from something or whatever. I want to do something crazy because adrenaline feels good. That might kickstart these drugs that I have too high of a tolerance for anymore. Let's go be crazy. And now it's kind of like, I kind of like that my life isn't chaotic anymore. You know, like I got, I kind of like that I know what's going to happen every day. 
Um, it's sort of a relief. So my, yeah, my propensity for crazy has gone down a little bit. Yeah. You'll get into less, uh, life threatening situations. I imagine God, in I this hope so. sober life of yours. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. I mean, who's to say, but yeah. who know. needs more stories for this new podcast you've got? Oh, great job. Great pivot. <laughs> oh, that's a potential crazy. We do have a Patreon goal that, uh, will, if we reach it, we'll go skydiving, which is something. Uh, I, I would... thought you were going to say do drugs. Uh, well, okay. $5,000 a month. I'll do Coke again. We joke <laughs> that if we reach like 10,000 patrons, we're both going to fall off the wagon. But I'm not actually ever, I'm not going to do that. Um, wink. Uh, but, uh, yeah, my new podcast is, it's called Close Calls Podcast. Um, it's a podcast about near death experiences. So me and my co-host, Kevin Casey White, will either, uh, it'll just be the two of us and one of us will find a story about a person who's almost died. We've had like people who got trapped inside a volcano, which is fucking not something I knew could happen. Uh, we've had a couple of people. That one's their fault, not the victim blame, but uh, yeah, you shouldn't be there. Well, kind of the whole thing of the podcast is we do end up making fun of these people <laughs> a lot because there's always a point in their story where they're like, and we knew we shouldn't have done this, but and it's like, OK, now we have free reign to make fun of you the yeah. whole time, which is a lot of fun. It is a podcast about near death experiences. So they were all fine. So we can make fun <laughs> of them. You know, we can make fun of the worst thing that ever happened to you as long as you were OK after. Um, but when it's not just the two of us, we'll have a comedian on usually, or we actually just had a couple musicians on and, uh, we'll talk to them about a time they've almost died and they'll tell mm. us the story and we'll ask some questions. And it's a lot of fun. It's like way funnier than we thought it would be because we were like, man, people are going to tell some sad stories, but, um, comics are great at making those sad stories funny. And sometimes it gets real. Like sometimes people do get emotional talking about it and that's great too. And the rest of the time it's like really fun and really funny. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, so people should check that out. And uh, where else yeah. can they go to follow you and what you're doing? Uh, my Instagram is at Lizzie Cassidy, uh, Lizzie with a Y at the end. And my Twitter. Do people not? IE. Ew. I get a lot of IEs. I'm Ew. not an IE Lizzie. I'm a Lizzie with a Y. Who's an IE Lizzie? I don't know, but there, she's a different uh, gal, you know? Very. That's, I think she like works in real estate and is married and, <laughs> you know, keeps her house very clean and all that stuff. I'm not. I'm Lizzie with a Y. I'm bonkers but that's my uh my instagram and there's like a a link train there with my monthly show and my podcast and whatever else i got going on um and then my twitter is at lizaster l-i-z-z-a-s-t-e-r l-i-z-a what l-i-z-z-a-s-t-e-r like disaster oh yeah no no i figured uh, i was like which drug phase were we in when we made that one uh, oh <laughs> yeah that was very that was very much within like the peak of my doing drugs and i was like i'm a nightmare and it's funny you know <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone was like this isn't really cute anymore buddy <laughs> i mean look I, I appreciate the pun i'm trying to come up with a new tiktok handle right now and i'm just like ugh, we'll that figure guy. something out yeah, dude, yeah. Mm, i was like ugh dating that, that works that you're gen z <laughs> no i feel like your generation likes those like weird names that like like a bunch of letters pushed together yeah they do and i'm like ah, i don't know i feel well, old. It's, it's funny to not care you know is it's it? funny to be like my tiktok name is user 7135a2 or whatever it's like and then if you can like get famous with that that's hilarious oh you know? gosh uh see that but i feel like i can't get away with that because clearly i am trying too hard to not care the, it's like trying to be funny on a date the worst thing the, the worst thing that anyone, I'm not 
I'm technically millennial Gen Z cusp, so I know what they both do wrong. The worst thing that millennials and above can do is try to relate to Gen Z because they can fucking smell it on you. You know what I mean? They're like, they're like, this is corny and it sucks. Just be yourself and we'll decide if we like you. Well, folks, uh, go check out Close Calls podcast. And uh, Lizzie, thanks for coming by. Thanks for having me. This was so fun. Thanks. And why don't you go ahead and uh, say goodbye to everybody. Bye. (laughs) Don't die. Yeah. Be cool. Don't die. Oh, do you got a second? Can you hang tight? Can you just wait a moment? Because I got a few things I want to tell you. And then I'm going to play a teaser clip of me and Andrea Allen debating whether or not she should have a threesome with her boyfriend. Okay, but you got to wait. I just got to say a few things. And then, you know, we're going to get to that cool, funny part. Uh, But Lizzie Cassidy, wasn't that fun? We would love to know what you thought about this week's episode in the episode discussion channel in our Discord server, The Champagne Room. The Champagne Room has been around for years and years, and now it's on Discord available to everybody. And I do mean everybody. I mean, we got, we've got we got well over 500 members in there chatting about all sorts of things. Kink, sex toys, gaming, books, movies. We got people sharing memes and selfies and sexy stories they've been up to. I, there's a much more detailed description of my my uh, time at Hacienda on Sunday in the Sexual Achievement Daily channel. You can go in there, read all about it. Join us in the Champagne Room. Let us know what you thought about this week's show at manwhorepod.com slash discord. And if you want to share your thoughts with me more directly, you can always shoot me an email with your comments, your questions, your criticisms. Uh, Send any and all of that over to manwhorepod at gmail.com. One more time, folks. Naked Comedy, the tickets are selling fast next Friday, September 16th. It's an 8 p.m. show. Click the link in the show notes or click the link in my, uh, my Instagram, Twitter bios to get your tickets now. Now, I'm about to play you a teaser clip with uh, with me and Andrea Allen. It's going to be available to all of my $5 and up Patreon members. It's one of over 200 bonus episodes that are available on Patreon exclusively. But before I play that clip, I have an exciting announcement to make. Folks, whew, this is big news for, for your favorite whore boy with a heart of gold. Uh, I've been signed... The Man Whore Podcast is officially partnering up with Glassbox Media. You may have noticed that the, uh, the the album artwork has a little Glassbox logo on it, and that's because I'm partnering up with this great media company that has a huge network of podcasts. So you may be, uh, in, in future episodes, you may be hearing some promo spots, some trailers for other podcasts on their network, and hopefully uh, big things are around the corner for, for old Billy over here. But for now, everybody, uh, you know, again, patreon.com slash podcast, still the best way to support the work that I'm doing, the best way to show your love for me in this show. Enjoy the teaser clip with Andrea Allen and stay slutty.
Back to pussy smashing. So back to pussy smashing. Back to pussy smashing. I I resent that you can say that publicly, and everyone's like, "Oh, you go, girl." And I say it, it's like this fucking man. I know. Oh, no, I can't believe there's a double standard that doesn't work in your advantage. I'm so sorry. Boo. Doesn't feel good, right? <laughs> oh, you know, it's like, oh no, do I want to be able to say pussy smashing in public or um, theoretically get paid more? <laughs> Which yeah. I gotta say, I'm not feeling that gender gap personally. Take- I know it's there but uh ain't feeling it in the podcaster realm yeah well <laughs> as we know podcasters comedians make negative ten dollars a year um so so there is a there's a fan of mine listener of my podcast i love this story who is smoking hot mm, um agreed yeah and she's she looks she don't we don't look exactly similar but we are similar looking in that we both have dark hair we're both like kind of fair skin. We both have like big old butts, you know. It's also very funny. Like a lot of the times women who hit on me or women I'm attracted to look similar to me. And I'm like, what's that about? Narcissism? We'll file that away somewhere else. You and I both have hints of what our fathers gave us. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, we are here recording our own voices thinking people should give a shit. So, um, So this woman like... Sometimes she'll post like I'll post a thirst trap. She's not online all the time. I know she has like an OnlyFans and she I think she's like a dancer of some sort. Um and so like one time she posted like these thirst traps got me like and then like the sweating emoji. And I was like, Oh, okay. Like I'm always just like when other women say things like that towards me, I'm like, Thanks. Like I, I'm not thinking it's sexual, which is insane. If y'all saw what I saw in her DMs, you'd be like, Andrea, you're a moron. I I know, but I like don't. We're in a coffee shop, and Andrea's. Do you think this chick wants to fuck me? And I'm like, Hey, look, I'm just like, Yeah. And you like refuse to believe it because I don't. Okay, so because I don't, and I think this is a big part of. She was like, Want to coll- Which one of you said the collab thing? I said the collab thing. So she okay. So. She slid into my DM. She's coming to New York. This is not uncommon for a lot of my listeners are female. They ask other shows to go to. Are you going to be on any shows? You know, I would love to like meet you. I'm always like so, you know, down for that. Um, So I sent her a bunch of shows. And then she goes like, oh, we should take pictures of like our butts together, you know. And I'm like, oh, oh. 